Katie Stewart, founder of Shion Studio. Today, I'm speaking with Rachel Kois, founder of Simple Switch, an e-commerce platform that only sells products with a quantifiable impact on the world or the people in it. Hey, Rachel, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you speak to what Simple Switch is a little bit in a little bit more detail and what drove you to create it? Absolutely. So we are an online marketplace, like Katie said, for positive impact purchasing. So this basically looks very similar to something you'd be used to, like an Amazon, where you can shop online, get things delivered directly to your door. It's stuff you actually want and need. Um, everything from toilet paper to nice jewelry, we say. But every single product has some sort of environmental or social impact. So this could look like our toilet paper company who builds toilets for every purchase. Uh, they're helping with some, some of those like global hygiene problems. It also sometimes looks like companies that are working with women who are coming out of sexual trafficking. And those are the people who are making those goods and they're getting um, really beautiful holistic training as they make your jewelry. So we have more than 3000 products now. It's really fun. We're about two years old and have already diverted, you know, tens of thousands of dollars from maybe big box corporations that could be exploiting people and exploiting our earth um, back to companies who are doing the opposite of that and really empowering and uplifting um, in so many ways. I'm the luckiest to get to work with these brands. Yeah. How did you find these brands? I guess is a big question because creating... I mean, creating Amazon took years and years and years, years, two years in, and you have this platform with all these really wonderful companies on it. How did you build that up and find your partners? Yeah, great question. So we kind of have three main ways as far as the partner sourcing. So one is just through research. So so me or someone on my team. And at the beginning, this was really the only one, you know, no one knew who we were. And so we weren't getting the other two, but that could look like sourcing through some of the certifications you might recognize. So things like B Corp or Fair Trade. But it also looked a lot like some companies that I had had longstanding personal relationships with as a customer and already knew kind of what their their impact was going in and being able to do kind of a more formal vet with them. Then now we one of the biggest ways is through our website and our customers. So a lot of our customers are already the type of people who are excited about this kind of shopping and they might have companies they've shopped with for years that they would love to see on our site. So we have a suggest a partner tab. It's under our learn tab if you're looking for it. And then the third has happened kind of more recently in this last year of business, but it's partners reaching out to us. So eventually we would love to be the kind of marketplace where you know, we've really shifted and, and us and everyone else working on this has kind of shifted consumers to want this kind of shopping so much that companies are kind of clamoring to be part of something like this, right? Um, even, even big companies, we, we would love to eventually be a platform for them to start making changes toward a more ethical business model. But right now it looks like companies that are already doing this amazing work, uh, reaching out to us to see if they would be a good fit. And then companies need to agree to our supplier, we call it our impact partner commitment. So it's basically a supplier code of conduct that 
talks through some things like not having forced child or prison labor involved. It talks through some things like making sure that they are being good environmental stewards and then continuing to take steps forward in that. And then if they are a good fit, we get them on the site. Yeah. So I have so many questions about all of this because it's super interesting and it's wonderful that you're doing this. When you look for a partner, first of all, you say they all need to have a quantifiable impact on the world or people in it. What does that mean specifically when you say quantifiable? Mm -hmm. So we have so many different kinds of impact. So this is a little bit tricky. We talk about they need to have some third party other than them saying that they have that impact. So that can look really different because it can look something like, you know, a thousand dollar B Corp certification. Some of our partners do that. Other partners are much smaller and they have kind of other organizations who are looking over their shoulder, making sure that they're doing this correctly. But yeah, our, our impacts range everywhere from environmental to social empowerment. So it can look a lot of different ways, but like I said, we, we require them to meet a certain standard of social and environmental, but then we also tell them in order to be a part of us, they have to have that mission kind of baked into their business model. So not only are they, you know, a company that's, that's not harming, but they are a company that's built in order to reduce waste in our world, or they're a company that is built in order to empower uh, maybe a under-resourced community. Yeah, it's a little bit tricky, but all of our partners have their um, impact listed on the site. We're working on making that a lot more easy to see and easy to interact with because we want people to be able to go on and, and really understand the impact of what they're doing. You know, we talk about toilet paper and soap are two of our best sellers as well as coffee. So those are things you do every day and how satisfying to be able to look in and say, so those ones in particular, toilet paper company is using recycled materials and bamboo. So you're not cutting down trees as well as building uh, toilets in those underdeveloped communities who would be struggling with hygiene issues otherwise. Our soap company is donating soap as well as hygiene education in communities for every purchase. And then coffee is providing resources, financial resources for orphan care and prevention for every bag sold. And they actually give 100% of their, they have a really generous donor who covers some of their overhead. So 100% of what you spend on coffee with us goes towards that, which I love. But I mean, that could be just your morning routine, you know, you're, (laughs) you're helping those three things just by getting your day started, which. Right. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's not like just some niche random gift over there. You're not just buying a pair of shoes, but exactly. when you partner with these companies, knowing that that's their mission and they do have these good goals, as you grow and expand, you'll have more and more of these companies on your platform. How do you keep up with them and make sure they're still doing what they're say, saying they're doing? Or do you need to do that? What What's your thoughts and process on kind of checking into how good they really are? Yeah, absolutely. So we, when we first bring them on, then they have to kind of give us their impact report and their customer facing, like what's on their website? What are we seeing? How can we dive in to take a look and make sure these things are actually happening? Because we're only two years old, not a lot of our companies have had major changes. But as you say, as we're scaling, so what we're kind of baking into that is that we have the the right or, you know, in their contract, it lets them know that we will be holding them accountable, you know, throughout the year. And then kind of annually, we're expecting them to send in that information again. So kind of send in their impact report and make sure that we kind of have access to all those things. Now we are not the actual certifying agency, you know, Simple Switch isn't the one that is, you know, flying there and making sure things are happening, but we are, you know, making sure that they are working with someone to do that. 
So yeah, as you said, we hope to, we're at around 40 partners right now and we would love to have a hundred by the end of the year. That's something we're, we're pushing for um, specifically some more black owned businesses as well as some more zero waste options. We have a few, but I think that that is something that a lot of people have come to our site looking for and definitely something I'm passionate about. So yeah, we are kind of diversifying all the stuff that we have. It's been really fun. I get approached by companies that I never had even expected, like a coffee creamer company was just (laughs) and um, we're hoping to bring them on. So it's great to see there are more impactful companies than even I had realized as someone who's very, you know, steeped in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's, it's really cool what you're doing and it seems like a really large endeavor to kind of build this platform where you have companies coming from all over the country, all over the world that you're selling on one place. So from a logistics and supply chain perspective, I'm wondering what that looks like. How do you physically get these products from whoever is making them and then deliver them to your customers? I know Amazon does this, but they've kind of taken over the world and they have warehouses everywhere. So as a smaller, newer business, how do you figure that all out basically. Absolutely. For sure. This was such an interesting thing. And it, I think it will continue to grow and shift as we grow as a company. It might look different in a year, but right now we use a dropship model. So we actually, I touch very few of the products. You know, we as a company touch very few of the products that are getting sent out. They're sent directly from the companies that we're working with. So we'll receive an order and then that order will go to our partner and be shipped directly to the customer. We, one of the things that's really cool about this is that because we don't have that warehousing model, like you mentioned, we don't need to be worrying about some of the kind of ethical issues that are happening with maybe like an Amazon warehouse. But then also we can avoid having as many trucks on the road because we don't do those like two day shipping type of things. You know, we're not, it's been interesting. I've actually learned a ton about this as we've built. Um, It wasn't necessarily something that I set out, like we are going to avoid the warehouse model, but Um, because we are working with partners in this way and that things are able to go directly and they're able to go slightly slower, you know, not overnight, not two hours or whatever (laughs) is happening now, then they're able to be a little bit more efficient, which has been encouraging to me as a company who, you know, we're really caring about our environmental impact on a large scale as well as the products themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the idea of keeping your supply chain sustainable. What do you do to kind of do that? Is there anything else that you do to keep your supply chain coming from all these different places offset in any way? Yeah. So we are climate neutral certified, which is a new certification. We were actually in the first hundred companies to do it, which was a huge honor. They do full offsetting for all of our... So as opposed to just carbon offsetting, they kind of look at our climate impact as a whole and then do financial offsets for all those things. So we pay for any kind of impact that we're making on the environment, we pay to offset those. For people who aren't familiar with that, it sounds like you are, but I know a lot of people are like, what does that mean? But basically, let's see, actually, I have it here. Let me pull it up. We have paid in order to pull carbon out of the atmosphere, basically. So things that are happening around the world as amazing projects we are contributing to those to basically pull the same amount of negative impact out of the atmosphere or out of the world as we would be putting into it with our business model. So we just got an email telling us where our money went, which is really cool. So we have four community projects that our money is going towards. One is small hydroelectricity in China. So helping some of those like more remote um, mountain communities get 
renewable energy, some forestry conservation in Zimbabwe, so making sure that the carbon sinks are maintained there, renewable energy in India, so specifically wind turbines in northern India, and then water filters in Cambodia. So um, some of the pollution that can come from developing communities often comes from the way that things are handled just in-house. So they are distributing these water filters to make those things a little bit more sustainable. But I, those are the kind of thing I get really nerdy about and I absolutely loved. And then we also are plastic neutral certified. And this is really new. And I, I just love it. If We're hoping to have Svanika, who is one of the team members there, on our podcast soon if you want to hear more about it. But basically, it's the same concept, but any plastic that we are making in our supply chain, so for instance, our shampoo bottles, they have shampoo bars that are zero waste, but they also have plastic shampoo bottles. And so for anything that we are creating plastic-wise, we are also paying to have that amount of plastic pulled out of the waste stream. Their program is really unique because, and I did not know this until just a few months ago when we got signed up, but the just conditions for waste pickers kind of at the end of our waste stream. So where where we're recycling, where we're putting these things through, the the people who are kind of at the end of that have really, really poor and harsh conditions, um, often leading to some like chemical issues, um, health issues, and I think an average life expectancy like in the 30s. So I am really proud to work with them because they not only focus on the environmental side of things, but also making sure that those people have fair wages and and good working conditions where we're able to make this, um, you know, not only environmentally sustainable, but sustainable for the people who are involved. Yeah. Yeah. And what are the names of the companies that do this, this offsetting, if anybody listening wants to get involved in that? Because I think for any business, it's a really great platform to start working with. Absolutely. So um, climate neutral is just climate neutral, I believe org. But if you Google climate neutral, they're the first thing that comes up. And you can see the certification that we've received if you're interested in kind of looking at what that looks like. We have a landing page on our site for that. And then repurpose global is the umbrella organization that does the plastic neutral certification. So if you look up repurpose global, that is where you'll find them. But yeah, they've both been incredible to work with. And then we also are in the process right now of getting B Corp certified. So that kind of adds another layer of accountability, like you said, to making sure our supply chain is good. It's pretty similar stuff, you know, that as far as the environmental side, but they're also looking at the way we treat employees and making sure, you know, as the CEO, I'm not inflating my salary, which makes me laugh because we're so small right now that I, <laughs> I can't even do that if I wanted to. But, you know, making sure that we have our policies and everything set up to be treating our um, environment well, our employees well, our communities well, as well as just kind of building this business model around something more than just profit. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of thought right now around conscious spending and people putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak, so that they're actually creating a, a good impact when they buy something and not just buying whatever comes up first. But there's something that I keep thinking as I talk to more brands that are interested in this and then also consider it myself and where I want to put my money is that not every purchase can necessarily be a conscious purchase in terms of cost, right? So I guess I'm wondering how do you as a brand that is working with these more eco-friendly companies kind of compete with the Amazons of the world or make this a place where consumers can come and purchase these everyday items without it having to be something special because I think often we want to help but then we also can't be spending a fortune on every single thing we buy and 
I think consumers are right now probably, I, I've at least felt this way, struggling with like, okay, if I spend with this business, that's a specialty small business that I really love, I can do that there. But then I, I need to go buy these other things, you know, somewhere cheap because I, I can't be spending my money everywhere. So how do you as a business kind of look at that and react to it and and hopefully make this a place where people can kind of start shopping more and more and more? Absolutely. The first thing is that I think that I have been super put because that was one of my biggest concerns when starting the company was new kind of the accessibility of these products and and how that because I think that that is a huge kind of honestly misconception that happens with these kind of brands. So I think the first thing I would say is that I have, have been so pleasantly surprised by how many of our partners are not much, if at all, more expensive than what you would buy at a grocery store. And then also that it gets delivered to you. So then if you were kind of factoring that in, some of them, uh, at the very least, you know, if you were buying something that was pretty good quality, kind of where you are or from a big box store, then that thing is pretty much going to match. And the cool thing is that that will continue, right? As we start to see more of these brands, then that kind of helps to like rise the demand and then have the prices uh, be able to be lower and lower because of all the competitors who are working to have this kind of company. And so that's something that's cool is that as we build... So even if you go maybe on Simple Switch or wherever you're going to do your ethical shopping and you see that something's too expensive, like don't let that get you down forever, right? Don't say okay, this thing is something I'm not gonna be able to afford ever because it truly like, I even see my, you know, over the last few months, I'll see one that comes to mind is our sunglass brand. They are fantastic. And they do a lot of really cool luxury sunglasses that are maybe over $100. But I've also seen them more recently realize, oh, there's a lot of people who would love to make an impact with our sunglasses, you can't afford these. So they have made some like less luxury style sunglasses that are, you know, more around 40 bucks or something that you would probably pay for. And they also do you know, prescription glasses, which is nice because that's something that you need all the time. But yes, so I've been pleasantly surprised. I'm like looking at some of our best sellers. The price of toilet paper is, if you look at it like sheet by sheet and the value that you're getting, like fairly similar to something that you'd get um, at a grocery store or even, you know, somewhere like Walmart. Same with bags of coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I've had a lot of people talk to me about how good a value they feel like the coffee is. They're like, wow, this, this bag is this much which I don't <laughs> have a like great handle on how much coffee costs. But yeah. And then the other thing is just kind of trying to do education around that. So I think that that is going to be a pervasive idea for a long time. You know, even, even if people looked at it side by side, I think thinking about the impact makes you just assume that it's going to be more expensive. So in those cases where it's not, we try to do some good education um, around kind of like value versus price. And so some of these things that you would use more long-term, they might be more expensive, but you're also not going to have to replace it for a really long time. And that's something that I think doesn't only go into ethical shopping, but something that we're seeing kind of have a resurgence just in consumers in general, where they're kind of like, what, whatever happened to, you know, what my grandparents would buy and it gets passed down from generation to generation. And we're kind of seeing a resurgence of people really valuing these things that are, um, you know, handmade and durable and um, made of really great materials that are going to last. So that's kind of the other thing is that some of these things, yes, absolutely might be more expensive. But when we look at them in that perspective and kind of an investment purchase almost, as opposed to something a little bit more throwaway, that's what's helped me. It's definitely been a personal journey as well. Because I, as I sort of mentioned, 
haven't been pulling a salary from Simple Switch yet. We're just putting all the money from the company back into growing the company. And so I can definitely speak from experience that I'm not trying to buy anything uh, that's not very frugal. But I think what kind of goes hand in hand with buying impactfully is just buying less. And that is impactful in itself. So when you're able to make those really intentional purchases that you've thought a lot about um, and you know might be slightly more of a financial investment, but they're really going to be more worthwhile, I guess, in the end. Yeah. Yeah. You have some, a few points in there that I think are really, are really good perspective on things. One of them that I found particularly interesting is that within what you're doing, competition is actually a really good thing where I think most brands, when they come out with a product, they don't want competitors and they don't want other people in the market taking their market sales and shares. But with your brand as a platform with other companies on it, the more competitive options there are for all of these different products out there, the more competitive the pricing will get and the more people will be spending their money on these informed purchases and and buying things that are sustainable, which is the ultimate goal. Ultimately, it's it's for the good of the, the world and the climate and people rather than just individual companies making money. So it's really interesting that like in this situation, the competitive market is actually going to continue to drive advancement and more purchasing and, and a good thing there. And then Definitely. the other thing that you said uh, last, I'm trying to remember the last thing you said now, because when you said it, it was like, oh, that's a really cool point. And Probably now the buying less. Buying less. To buy better, often to buy less. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea of buying less as consumers, and especially in America, where we're always getting stuff. It's like stuff, 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 sale, sale, sale. I need more stuff. So this idea of intentionally spending less and just spending on things you need, I think is a good alternative to going to buy stuff at the cheapest place you can find it and just get getting everything. You exactly. just in general get less and then you have less waste, less clutter, et cetera, which is exactly. something yeah. we could probably all do a little bit more. For sure. I, yeah, I mean you're looking at my background and I've got all sorts of stuff back there. So I don't necessarily consider myself an awesome minimalist, but I definitely over the past few years have been able to say, okay, what, what and why am I buying? So not only, you know, what am I going to get, but what is going to be the value of this long term? You know, is this something, there are some really cool guidelines that I see um, some people put out about kind of what you should be thinking about before you make a purchase and kind of how that it's going to affect you. Is it going to bring you joy? You know, you hear the Marie Kondo thing. Is it going to spark joy? You know, cause it would be so much easier to make sales if we were just pushing things with kind of the typical, like you need this thing and like get this thing and like creating that demand. But we would much rather just be a place that facilitates some really amazing quality products that people do like want and need. And, it's kind of the, you know, Patagonia did their campaign around don't buy this jacket. And just yeah. around like, the, we would much rather have you like reuse things. We would much rather have you, you know, invest in in really long-term impact. One of our company values is, it's called a tamarisk tree. There's a tree in the Middle East that gives off um, a higher percentage of humidity as well as a higher percentage of shade than other trees. So it's really valuable because it's so hot there, so hot and dry. And the interesting thing about this tree that is really valued in some um, kind of rabbinical tradition and folklore is that it takes 80 years to grow this tree to maturity. So before it's going to give you those benefits, it takes um, 80 years. So you're not really necessarily 
planting this tree for yourself. I mean, you're not really even planting it for your kids. You're really planting it for kind of two generations down the road. And you might not even be able to see that. But we want to make sure that the kind of sales that we're doing and the infrastructure that we're building is something that is going to make impact for, you know, generations to come. And like you said, kind of build this whole new infrastructure. We, I joke when people say, kind of what's your long-term goal for Simple Switch? I just say, change capitalism. Like, (laughs) (laughs) huge. But honestly, I think that we're going to see something really different in the next few years and and in the next 10 or 20. That looks better, you know? And, And we say like shopping for a new normal because... This year, this year has ripped normal out from under everyone. And there are things that we can do better. And I, I think there's no reason for us to go back to something that's not that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a great vision. And it's cool because you're not, you're not taking capitalism away. Everybody still has their own money to choose to spend however they want, but it's encouraging yeah. people to think more before spending and to yeah. invest in things that they actually care about. And I, you know, this is a trend that I think is happening across various industries. There's even in the stock market, whole companies that are all about investing in particular areas that you believe in. You could go invest in a, a cluster of stocks in green energy. You know, so this yeah. is a thing that across a lot of different industries, this idea that people can just be more conscious about the actions they take and not just take whatever comes at them first. Yeah. Which does require a little more energy and research from a consumer and from the individual to make that choice and make it part of their every day. But once you get used to it, it it just becomes part of your habit to be like, does it do this, this, and this? That's what I require before I purchase something. And then you can go do it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And it does take practice, which you kind of alluded to that, like I did a year and this was really helpful for me a year, (laughs) a year might be a big goal for a lot of people. And it definitely was for me. I'm not really sure what motivated me to like really take this on. But I did a a less waste year in 2018. And I had seen this video of this small community in Japan who was pushing towards zero waste by doing better waste diversion. And so I decided that for 2018, anything that I couldn't compost or recycle, I had to keep. Um, And so literally, you know, in my bedroom, I just had a, a laundry bag full of like all my little plastic scraps and things that were coming through things I was purchasing. And for me, it was less about you know, depriving myself of things. I still ate Oreos, which are, you know, their packaging's not recyclable. But I had to kind of see the impact of that every time and kind of have the consequences, for lack of a better word, of everything I was touching, you know, instead of having, there's this idea that I hear a lot of environmentalists talking about of there is no away. So when we talk about throwing something away like that, it's going somewhere, right? Mm, it's not just, yes. it's not out of sight, out of mind. We really need to keep it at the forefront. So that kind of exercise has helped me trash wise really kind of think about, okay, what am I picking up? And now I don't keep it anymore. I I do put things in the landfill, but I'm able to put a lot less because I've learned more about how to divert my waste. And that's something that I think when I, I sometimes run trainings with people where I'll say, okay, go get something from your house that you love. And let's talk about where do you think it was made? And do you think the conditions for that person were good? Do you feel like this made like a an okay impact on our environment? Like how, how do you feel about the thing that happened before you with this product and what's going to happen after you with this product? And that's not meant to, you know, shame anyone, but it really is good practice for us to think, oh, because then every time we're making purchase, we can have that kind of flag off in our head. Like, oh yeah, um, good. I do feel good about this. Like this is, this is positive. Yeah. That's like, that's a good exercise to do. And even like, I can 
think of a million things around my house already that I'm like, Ooh, yeah, maybe that one's not, not yeah. so great. The, the computer <laughs> that I'm talking to you on recording, this is maybe not great in that area, totally. but I need it for my job. So <laughs> yeah, but that's good. I mean, you are looking at the, you're able to see, Ooh, that the consequences here and, and maybe it's your fight to push into better, you know, better options for that. And there are people yeah. who are pushing towards that. And if we all have kind of a greater collective consciousness about what these things do and you know, that's going to push these conversations forward and, and help make impact all across the board. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it. And for anybody listening who wants to start looking into this a little bit more or start making some impactful purchases, you can check out Rachel's company at simpleswitch.org. And like she mentioned before, they have anything from clothing to essential daily needs like toilet paper, coffee, snacks, uh, you know, things for around your house and, you know, see what you need. We're all home. Order something uh, fun that could be a gift for yourself that maybe you feel a little less bad about or a little less guilty about (laughs) because you considered it before you bought it. Totally. For sure. I mean, I think so many of these, I'm trying to like, I, my personal portfolio, kind of my folder that I keep all my business papers in is from Simple Switch. That's one I use a lot. Um, basically all my jewelry now has transitioned to jewelry from simple switch. And mostly it's just cause I love the styles that we carry, um, especially through starfish project and second story goods. But yeah, I think super interesting. This could look really different because of how we're seeing 2020 go. But at the beginning of the year, it was estimated that $5 trillion would be spent online by people in the U S and I didn't really have a good concept for what that meant, but that's 5 million millions, which is just absolutely impossible to even conceptualize, but kind of breaking it down that, you know, if we just took a 10th of a percent of that, that is putting, you know, $50 billion towards causes that we care about, you know, whether it be reforesting our earth, um, or empowering women or just all sorts of different things that people, like you said, kind of put your money where your mouth is. That has been really fun for me to be able to feel like just things I'm doing day to day, you know, it's maybe not like the cause I'm taking up and running with, but able to do that. So yeah, definitely excited for for your listeners to get to take a look. And I am always so open to feedback, um, especially from kind of first people, first time people looking at our site. So you can give that at reach or uh, hello at simpleswitch.org and send that along. We are definitely always happy um, to hear what you think and, and you can always suggest a partner as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for for talking with me about all this today. Thank you so much for having me. What a great conversation.